0: Speaking of, Bag Milk joins us now from Otis Nation. How are you, sir?
1: Doing very well. Very, very well. That was a very passionate ad read, so I'm excited to be following that. I'm excited about it.
0: (laughs) Okay, Dylan Holloway on the second line, sir. How excited about that are you?
1: I think that is an interesting choice. Uh, I mean, I think that Dylan Holloway has got more offense than what we've seen from him so far. And the opportunities maybe haven't been as plentiful as maybe we expected at this point, but I think he's got all kinds of wheels and he's got all kinds of tools in the, in his toolkit and he's got more offense than we expected. So I, could, I can appreciate him getting a look up in the top six. It seemed like the second line as it was created last game was, you know, the boots were a little bit slower there than we'd like to see, but Kane Drysaddle Holloway's got some speed now on the outside. It's going to be interesting to see how that works out and whether or not they can they can create some chemistry because um, you know Dylan Holloway obviously picked up a big goal against the Red Wings on Tuesday. Hopefully that's the start of something more and hopefully alongside Leon Drysleidel he's getting the opportunities and the looks that he needs to convert a little bit more often.
0: I just think this is a chance, like you know, for him to to because there's an opportunity there and it doesn't come along all the time and you only get so many. And he should grab it and ride that nag till it drops. And and his goal the other night, to me, that kind of showed that if he can show that kind of determination, he doesn't have to score. All he has to do is score like three times every 10 games and he'll stay there forever.
1: Yeah, and you know what? I think if he gets that kind of production, I think Weather would be pretty excited about it, too. Dylan Holloway is a guy, obviously, first-round pick that we've been following, and I, and I think that there's more there to offer. Is it going to take some some time elevated in the lineup to get there? We'll see. And, you know, the Blues are a good team. They had a rough outing in Toronto the other night. I know that. So they'll probably be looking, uh, you know, with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder when they hit the ice tonight. And we'll see how he handles the extra responsibilities and probably the extra minutes.
0: So for you, um, I came away from the last game. People were upset about Perry and his boots. I'm getting more concerned about the PK because it was so good for a long time. Yes. And now the last three games or so, I think they've given up like five goals. I don't know how to stop it. All I know is I I can yell at it really well. That's it. Um, And people always say, the smart guys say to me, and girls say to me, it doesn't matter the personnel. It's all structure, coverage, and aggression. And so... What can this team do with the same personnel with with this group to improve the penalty kill when it was so good and has really lapsed into a ball of confusion?
1: It's puzzling how bad the PK has been since they came back from the All-Star break. It's like everybody needed a break, everybody wanted to let the body heal, and then the PK just fell apart. They've given up five power play goals against in their last seven opportunities on the PK and that is just a recipe for disaster. So how do they fix it? I don't know, like how what broke between the time that they played Nashville and the time they came back against Vegas. I, I don't understand it. It's really remarkable to me how it's flipped. And it's also you combine that with the lack of power play success on the road and you've got just the makings of the special teams disaster right now. So if the if the if the personnel on the ice are gonna be the same, I think they just need to get back to watching video of what was making them successful. I, I think that I don't think they forgot how to kill penalties, but clearly something in the execution is going wrong right now. And they have to get back to the drawing board. I don't think it's a personnel change that's needed, but maybe just a reminder of what they were doing more effectively in the months leading up to this current little, this current uh, this current drug.
0: Milk, I know you interact a lot with Oiler fans, but I don't know how many times it's happened to you. I will tell you that every 15 minutes or less, while we're doing this show, and then DMs and comments on my blog, Basically, surrounding why is Connor Brown still playing, are rife among Oilers fans. And I feel bad because I want him to score and I want him to have success. But, you know, you've got Derek Ryan, uh, you've got NTS Janmark, you've got a lot of guys who aren't, you know, scoring but do a little bit. And then you've got Connor Brown, who I don't know if he's ever going to, I think he's farther from scoring a goal now than he was 20 games ago. What do you do with Connor Brown?
1: It's fascinating because I think it was on this show that I dubbed him fancy Leonard Petrol for his ability to kill penalties. But then you look at the stats for Leonard Petrol. He had eight goals with the Oilers. And all of a sudden you look at that and go, man, what an offensive juggernaut he used to be. And I, I don't know the answer because I feel like Connor Brown is skating miles. And I feel like his boots are always moving and his wheels are going and the engine is there. But just nothing's going his way. And then you see against the Red Wings on Tuesday, they pulled Matias Yanmark out. And I'm not saying he is an offensive juggernaut himself, but at least he's got one goal. And we were playing a game at OasisNation.com uh, on O's Nation Radio. That's a podcast I do with Tyler Remchak. And we were just playing the game of, like, who's going to score first, CeCe Brown or Corey Perry? And we got the answer. It was Cody CeCe. And I don't think that anybody necessarily expected that. So I wonder how long it's going to take for Brown to get his spot up in, up in the press box. It's been a minute. He did have some healthy scratches after he got banged up earlier in the year, but it's a fair question. I I, I know, I mean, I'm looking at the lineup tonight, and it implies Sam Gagne is not playing, but they need guys who can score right now. The Oilers haven't been scoring a ton of goals. I know they scored eight against Detroit and five against Anaheim, but for the most part, they haven't been scoring a whole lot. So I don't know that you want to take goals out of the lineup, but to answer what do we do with Connor Brown? I don't know. Well, I don't know, because the bonus is paid, the money is out the door, and now we just try to collect as much as we can, but it wouldn't be surprising if he gets a, if he gets a seat up in the press box here at some point soon, unless he gets some going.
0: Well, the top penalty killer forwards in terms of goals against per 60 are Fogle, McLeod, Brown, Yanmark, Ryan, and then choose your poison, it's Leon, but Leon doesn't play a lot, Nuge would be the next one. So I, I like, I... For me, I think you you might have to ask somebody uh, to kill penalties if you bring Round Brown, Brown out of the rotation to put Gagne in. But I, I like McLeod can can you know do it. Maybe I I don't know what you do with Connor Brown because if they put him on waivers, he'll get picked up. I think that's the problem. And they don't have a 23-man roster. And I think it's like, I feel bad for Connor Brown because every game he plays, he tries really hard. We can see that. He's frustrated. The fans are getting angrier and angrier. And this is just reaching a boiling point. And because of the nature of the roster, sending him down is also not an option. So it's a catch, whatever, 22, 54, whatever it is.
1: Yeah, there's. I just. I agree with you. I think somebody snaps him up on waivers because he is a league man this year, and the other's going to be paying that bonus out. So I think that somebody would snap him up. So you don't want to do that. But I think that at some point, having him watch from upstairs, I don't think that's going to be detrimental either. Maybe he sees something from up there that he doesn't see on the ice. I don't know. I'm just trying to spitball ideas here because there's a combination on this lock and uh, No matter what we try, it doesn't seem like anybody's been able to figure out what opens this baby up. And we've got a need for some scoring in the bottom six. Having the guy with no goals come out seems logical. As for your point about the PK, I think Ryan McLeod could do it. You know, I think that he's got all the tools to be an effective penalty killer. I think he could do it. It would take some time, and it takes some of the bats, and probably take some mistakes mixed in there too. But I think that might be the answer. I think he might have nailed it.
0: Well, I, I, it's it's at a point now where I I think we are. You know, we're getting close to the deadline. Something will happen at the deadline to make this this really uneasy situation go away. Uh, we're with Bagged Milt. Let's talk about something much better. Since November the 24th, Stuart Skinner has a 930 save percentage in all strengths, and that's number two in the National Hockey League. Have we? Can we finally, is the long national nightmare of Oilers goaltending over? Is Stuart Skinner going to be here for the rest of the decade doing good things? I think
1: so. Yes. The question for Stuart Skinner to me has been answered. He is our guy, I believe. I really, really do. He's got all the tools you want from the start of goal, right? He's big. 6'4 is what he's listed at. He's calm. He's got the demeanor for the position. He doesn't seem to get too rattled and too flustered no matter what's going on in front of him. So you love to see that. The biggest question, I think, with Stuart Skinner, to me, is who's the other half of the tandem? Right now, it's obviously Calvin Pickard. they still got Jack Campbell down in Bakersfield. And by all reports, he's playing very, very well. Bruce kerlock has been keeping an eye on that for us at OilersNation.com over the last couple of months. And by all accounts, he's playing well. But the biggest question to me is Stuart Skinner is who's the backup? Who can give him some nights off and play effective minutes for the Oilers in relief of Stuart Skinner? That's the biggest question that I have in terms of the goaltending right now. Calvin Pickard's doing a good job. He's definitely probably lessened the pressure on Ken Holland and the management staff to go out and find someone. But is that the long-term solution? Probably not. So I guess if we're talking about the next decade, when it comes to Stuart Skinner, we got to find his, his one a or his one B or however we want to look at it of who can give him a couple of nights off down uh, a couple of nights off when he needs it. Cause I'm looking at the schedule down the stretch, very, very condensed for the others here. So we're going to see what happens with how often a coach Nobby plays him down the stretch, but I've got no questions about Stuart Skinner's ability, but rather how often he's going to play, especially over these next couple of years where, you know, everything is everything's looking really nice on that contract he signed. We're going to get some value in net for the next couple of seasons, but be important to give him a couple of nights off here and there so that he can kind of rest and relax and make sure that what happened last year in the playoffs doesn't happen ever again.
0: So I, I'm going to give you uh, carte blanche. You get to decide the player and position the Oilers acquire at the deadline. Ken Holland said, I'm tired of this. Let's let bagged milk do it. Who who would you go out and get? About time. It's
1: about time I'm being asked this question. <laughs> it's about time Ken Holland gave me authority to make this, make this decision. Listen, if the Oilers are going to spend assets to go out and get somebody, which they're going to do. They're at the trade deadline coming up right now, or in less than a month, I should say. My guy is Travis Konechny. I think that this team would do a lot of good with having some extra offense up there. I think back to the playoffs last year and outside of Connor and Leon, the secondary scoring really wasn't where we needed it to be and ultimately I think that was a big part of the reason the others lost to Vegas. The reason I like Konechny is one, he's got some grit to him. He's not afraid to mix it up. If you go to hockeyfights.com, he had him to scrap a couple of days ago. You'd love to see that. He's got some touch. He's got 25 goals through 54 uh, 54 games with the Flyers this year. They're not very good, and he's putting up a pace like that. And he's got some term left. He's got another year on this deal. So I love the idea. If you're going to go out and spend assets, why not have a guy who could be around for a minute, a little bit longer? I know a lot of people love Gensel as an example. Probably a little bit more high-end than a Konechny would be but he's expiring at the end of the year and by all accounts uh, according to Frank Saravali, he'd probably be more interested in playing in an American market once this is all said and done so if I have carte blanche if I can make that move I think it's Travis Konechny. I think he would slide in really, really nicely beside Leon Drysaddle. We could get away from these conversations of, should Corey Perry be up there in the top six? Will Dylan Holloway be able to make something happen in the top six at a time when we really need some offense up there? Travis Konechny kind of scratches that itch all over the place. And if they can make it work, man, I'd love to see him in blue and orange.
0: So... Help me with this final question for you. At the Oilers Nation offices on the killing floor, where do you sit in relation to everybody else, and who is the person who has the shortest attention span and is constantly interrupting?
1: Well, thankfully, I've got an office here on the other side of Nation HQ, so I'm away from all the riffraff for the most part. So I can just come in, lock my door, and just kind of sit in silence, and it's nice. But to answer the question specifically, it's herding cats out there, Al. We've got a bunch of people, a bunch of creatives with a very short attention span, and I'm not going to single any one person out, Tyler your Uremchuk, but there is a bunch of guys and a bunch of ladies out there who, you know what, they're goldfish. And that's why we love them, and that's why we employ them. But, uh, you know, Tyler's all over the place. My boy Watts, who runs our social media, is all over the place. Uh, Brett, who you probably see on some of our posts and pregame shows, he's all over the place. Um, Kennedy, our, our, our lead graphic designer, she has got her, her fingers in all kinds of different pies around the network. So who has the shortest tangent span? The answer is kind of everybody. But that's kind of how it works. It really is herding cats here at Nation HQ, and whether or not people are going to be able to wrangle them or not, that is a different question, but somehow we make it work.
0: So uh, to use a phrase uh, and a, a comparison that nobody will remember but me, you're Lou Grant in the TV show Lou Grant. You have your own office, and people come to you with their problems.
1: That, I mean, I don't know Lou Grant. That's a little bit before my time. I see the drama from the late 70s, out, so I wasn't quite bored yet. <laughs> but uh, based on the description, yes, I feel like that is me. I feel like that is me.
0: Yeah. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Have a good night. Enjoy the game. Oh, by the way, do we have a prediction from the dog yet? Not yet. I put all
1: the spreadsheets and all the information above uh, in front of Frank before I left my house this morning. So he's currently studying. Watch out for Frank's picks. It's going to be hitting social media probably around 4 or 5 o'clock.
0: All right. Good stuff. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Thanks, Al. There you go. Bag note every Thursday.